What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back to the Bad Days Podcast. I'm your host, Hassan Kader. And I'm Isaiah Kendrick. And How this are might be the last doing? episode of Bad Days ever. <laughs> um, because the, the technical... If you're like, why haven't we had an episode in two weeks? It is because we had a nice friend come over to help produce some music. And he downloaded some software to my computer to make my audio interface work. It, in turn, broke my audio interface and made it not work. It had a really, really big domino effect where everything mm-hmm. is just And then I bought no. a new audio interface... Because you need you, you basically need like a specific box to plug these types of microphones into. So I got a new one that had more input. That way we could have four people on the podcast easily because mm-hmm. now we have more friends that want to do it. And uh, it doesn't have an update for Windows 11. So then, you know, uh, I had to return that. It's still currently sitting in my mailbox with a return label on it. UPS, please come pick it up tomorrow. And then I bought a fancier one, more expensive one called the Evo 8. And it makes my... $100 Shure microphone that I really liked using that, that picked up my voice and made my voice sound a little bit less shrill <laughs> in a nice <laughs> way. It, it, it deepened the tones of my voice. It made it sound all echoey and it weird. It makes it sound like you can fucking hear every echo in the room instead of the, the voice in front of me. So um, this we've been sitting up here for 47 minutes. Yeah, my phone's fully charged now probably. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get tech to work. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn, this has been an experience of a lifetime. But I missed this podcast... Kind it's of. just been like well, we tried it like a, a week or so ago and then it did the same stuff that it was doing tonight and it was like oh we're already trying to not really do this we're already tired let's just not do it then but you know yeah but a lot has happened in the uh, the week since i went on my main youtube channel and i made a pretty hefty announcement for me that i'd like to do hussin content and mickey content i know that sounds cr- crazy but uh you know, it's the main channel. It's known for Mickey Mouse stuff, and to tell them I'm pivoting was a big decision, and it had massive support, not just from the fans, but from fellow creators like, you know, Gabe Irwin, Zachary Pinsay, like wonderful, kind, creative people. Um, a lot of people were really happy and excited about it. I was really happy and excited about it. For those of you who are, this is going to be your first episode on Bad Dates, because mm-hmm. this channel gained like 200, 300 subs from that conversation, That's which is so awesome. strange. There are going to be people that are like. It's I I it's been I haven't really thought about the concept of people that I do not know like listening to the things I have to say for like hours on end. But that's exactly what this podcast it, it, it's has what been. it is. But I just hadn't thought about the implications of it. It's just really weird. Yeah, but. it's uh, it's very very weird. And even for me, right? Like I'm like almost a, over a year into being a, mm-hmm. like a full time content creator, and I'm still like jarred by the idea that not only do I make my living off this, but that. You know, people will consume my content at crazy levels. People literally be like, "Who who was I listening to?" Someone I was listening to. Joe I, I, no, <laughs> 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 they're talking about how like there are people that are like fans of you and know like who you are and stuff, but you don't even you don't even know these people. But they'll like come up to you as if you like know them and stuff. Yeah, it's not, not like not like a bad thing, but no, it's it like, happens. You know, it happens all the time. It's just that's just a weird thing to actually think about. I had somebody walk up to me in Disneyland, and they're like. Hey, Hassan, so good to see you. Yeah, oh my God, I would love the stuff you've been doing recently. <laughs> how are how are things? It's like, that just like isn't how you <laughs> greet somebody you've never met before. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's a rude greeting, but it's like, no. how are you? This is a weird thing to say to somebody that you just like don't know. <laughs> like, hey, I love your stuff. Or yeah. Like that, but Wait, but and, and I'm not saying, hey, there's an etiquette. You need to, to talk to me a certain way. Mm. I don't fucking care. I'm I'm a... The well, hopefully soon I won't be just the Mickey Mouse guy. No. Um, there there are other things in the works. I'm not gonna lie though. That put a lot of pressure on me. I kind of talked about it recently that, Mm -hmm. you know, there were people in the comment section. There was a lot of overwhelming support. And there were some people that were like, yeah, I'll I'll tune into the the thing you do that's not Mickey. But 
you know, don't be surprised if I unsubscribe. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. Well, I got to let him know that. You already know what he's doing. No, just but like, at the same time, it's like, don't, that man. put the pressure that, like, God damn, like, whatever I put out, whatever's my first, you know, Hussin creator thing that I do has to be a banger. Yeah, I've, always, I've always understood the concept of, like, you know, you can leave positive comments and negative comments, right? But, like, yeah. if you don't like something, then why are you wasting the energy? In the first, like, what do you, like, what kind of constructive feedback are you trying to, like, get through? Yeah. You know what I'm What's saying? What's the value in this? Yeah. I've been man, I've been I've been struggling with a lot of those questions and and yeah, how do I how do I really live up to the thing, right? Cuz I know I'm a comedian, I know I'm funny. Mm-hmm. I know I've been, you know, running a lot of calls with YouTube Shorts and that like the community, the creator community really respects me. They value me, they listen to me, and that I have like a decent amount of pull and I feel like I I, I bring value to people's lives in a pretty significant way. Mm-hmm. And I'm funny. I think I'm really funny. I think you think I'm funny. Other very important people in my life think I'm hilarious. And then, like, the greater uh, of creators I've met, they think I'm a comedian. They, they It reads, mm-hmm. you know. But then I sit down to film a solo video, and I'm garbage. And I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and it's not like I, I don't know what format is going to work for me. I like mm-hmm. Drew Gooden videos and Danny Gonzalez videos, but they're really naturally talented at this whole, like, Sitting here and laughing with yourself, almost mm. talking about something being ridiculous and not having that well, feedback. Maybe laughing. do you think that has to do with your expectations of how you think the process is when it's actually not like that? When I went and made, and this is years ago, right? This is before I had as much experience as I have now. Um, there is a video up on the channel somewhere that you could find that's like uh, reacting to cringy Hannah Stockings videos mm. or. Uh, Hussein Kader reacts to the tall girl, like the Netflix movie oh, thing, bro. Yeah. and it's like it's like yeah. a very cringy video on my part, and it doesn't have my usual like wit and natural like improvisational skills. You'll see me on a channel like Absolutely Marvel and DC with the Comic Storian, and we, mm. you know, every week are reviewing an episode of Young Justice or Superman and Lois, and uh, I think I'm engaging as fuck i like run those i run the show there for like that specific thing half the time and the comments reflect that they're all really really positive you read them yeah yeah, i read them it was like the kindest thing on the internet people were like Hmm. open and welcome like thank you for bringing your this guy on bro yeah literally bring him back on and benny like i was only doing young justice because i'm kind of i'm a young justice expert because Mm. i'm one of the very few people that just like are obsessed with Mm. this almost niche show so they brought me on for that, but the reception was so well. They're like, we want to do something else with Hustin' While Young Justice on hiatus. Mm. Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois actually went on hiatus yesterday, <laughs> so we're going to have to talk and see if I'm on, enough, on a different show. But, you know, I'm engaging and good at that, but it's like, what do I do on my main channel? I want to just talk. Ab- it's like I wish I could do a thousand things mm-hmm. and that it all worked on the same YouTube channel. Mm. I could have a gaming video, and then I could have a really stylized, hyper-cinematic vlog that looks like a Casey Neistat video. Well, when you think about the journey you want to take on your channel, are you thinking about, like, who you want to emulate or, like, the stuff that you just find most interesting the to f- talk stuff about? stuff I have the most interesting to, like, talk about and to do. Mm. You know, there, it's like... I, the the fear of being pigeonholed is real because I'm already in a pigeonhole, right? I'm already mm. this this guy right here. I'm I'm stuck in in Mickey Land. It's like if I do really well at um, <laughs> like video essays mm. or movie reviews, then I'm just the movie review guy. Yeah. And it's like I want to be like like Casey Neistat. I think within reason could put anything on his YouTube channel right now. Mm. He could maybe, and he's never done something like, but he could sit down with Drew Gooden or Cody Core Noel and like shoot the shit and leave that on the channel. And I think maybe at some point I need to make a choice as to what content goes on the main channel and spin off. Because hmm. I have, I, I think I could potentially grow a brand new audience that has nothing to do with this audience. It's it, slowly. It just seems like the algorithm doesn't really uh, reward people having a diverse uh, array of content on their channel. 
It like, like people have like live streams and then they're like video essays or something on their channel like it doesn't it messes everything up unfortunately yeah it's uh it's been and and i'm thinking maybe i could leverage that by using shorts right Mm. creating like maybe three months of a new type of content and shorts will like make it blow up the same way thing and now i have Mm. two sources of audiences but i think at some point i might have to make a decision to spin myself or mickey off into another channel Mm. but i'd like to like have it be clear that it's still my main channel and at the end of the day like I don't know, it doesn't matter, but it's it's been a it's been upsetting. I the reason I got, I was so upset about it and I felt that I needed to make an entire video surrounding it was I made um a really funny goofy video where I was Mickey, but I didn't use the puppet. It was just my voice and I zoomed into the puppet in the background and I thought it was really unique and there was a guy who commented a paragraph about how I ruined the magic for him. And there's a bunch of people like thumb upping that comment and stuff like that. And I don't tend to read comments, but mm-hmm. I saw I was interested in the comments on this specific video. For ruining the magic should have come when you started like being a vulgar Mickey puppet. Yeah, right. They like <laughs> They're like you created something great here, why ruin it? That's the kind of thing they were commenting. That's them. That's a bit over. I mean, that's, that's, that's TikTok comment sections. Though they are always the worst people. I mean, sorry. Those are YouTube comments, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's a, it's kind of jarring to to think that I'm stuck here because there's also the level of like, and I talk about this in the bigger video. I am the size of a creator that I am, right? The 1.5 million, 5.5 million, 100 thousand range, right? Like the crazy macro creator range, mm-hmm. and I'm not treated like it in the mm. great. Like I don't get any brand deals. Brands are so hesitant to work with me. Like, uh, I have a new manager who's been doing what he can, but at the end of the day, it's like people will always be like, well, he went on his page, he's got the numbers, but what the fuck was that content? (laughs) You know, and it's not that I want to, that it's all about money for me. It's not, Mm. but it's about opportunity. It's about, like, living a cool life, I guess. There's a a desperate, there's a a difference between how you're treated, and it doesn't really seem like there's much of a reason. People put all kinds of stuff on YouTube and they get sponsorships. Well, we'll toss this on. Gideon sends a hate raid to Pokimane, Mm -hmm. gets hella press, becomes 10 times more popular than it needs to be, comes on YouTube, becomes a massive YouTube streamer because of it, and then he goes and has burgers with Pokimane not one week later and now they're friends. Right? And me... Being and do you the have same to be like, si- a, like an <laughs> asshole now? I don't want to be a piece of shit, but like mm-hmm. the same size as Gideon, mm-hmm. and I'm nowhere near that level. I'm not – I can't shoot Ninja a text and, and get him to respond. I, I'm going to New York for a YouTube thing that I can't talk about much yet, but hopefully mm-hmm. very soon I can talk about. And, um, you know, my favorite YouTuber in the world is Casey Neistat. I hear Casey's been around New York way more, and he was the New York YouTuber. I have this, like, crazy pipe dream of being a YouTuber in New York City. Like, it's such a, mm. like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about the concept, the sheer idea of this. And, uh, you know, I'd love to just shoot Casey a DM, and he reads it. But comparatively, right, we have, yeah, uh, I think a good friend of mine, uh, his name is Billiam. He makes an amazing, he has an amazing channel where it's, like, nostalgic content. So he makes everything from... Uh, like reviews of old toys to old TV shows and stuff like that. And at six six hundred thousand subscribers, he has twenty two point one thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, and a Twitter presence is a really big part of everything you yeah, do. It doesn't often translate doesn't uh, how translate. you think it should. Dude, I have one thousand five hundred six hundred followers on Twitter. I gained a thousand in the last month. Hmm. That said, I'm still like so far below the 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 thing that I'm just not you know, treat it as a personality. It's mm. it's my content popular, not me. Unfortunately, on Twitter, it seems like, because I follow a lot of, like, political people, and the one way to get, like, constant followers and traction... I love Ben traction, Shapiro. He gotta, he gotta be a part of the discourse, unfortunately, which... Yeah. 
Which, you know, not I good think for the Billiam old is. I, since I looked at his Twitter. I don't think he's part of this court. Not that I, like, desperately need. It's not the. It's not coming from, like, a place of, like, I want attention. Mm-hmm. It's that I want opportunity to work with people that I like. I want opportunity to make money doing this to innovate. You know, like, we have something in the works that, that we, you know, this this camera that's awesome. And we mainly use it for this podcast. And, and when I stream, uh, it's a really great 4K camera. And I'm planning on shooting, like, a little, you know, uh, a sugar pine esque style um, vlog, but it's about the origins of the, all the characters, mm-hmm. right? Because it's Mickey, but it's not just Mickey. And I thought it'd be a really funny bit. And there's stuff like that that I really, really want to do. But I don't know, man. There's just a level of like, I don't get taken. People who know me respect me, but nobody wants to know me. Mm-hmm. If I get someone in the room, then they'll love me. Then I get to talk to them and I get to connect with them on a person-to-person level, help them, elevate them in it whatever way I can, you know, because it's, it's, it's my whole journey as a creator has been, you know, my biggest reason, the biggest reason I have so many friends that are content creators and up-and-coming YouTubers is because I add value to their lives. I, mm-hmm. And it's not for any reason other than TikTok shit the bed and taking care of its creators. So I got very close with this group of creators and I realized, oh my God, none of us know brand rates. None of us know what to do when our account gets banned. None of us have a person to talk to. None of us know how to make money as creators. So every piece of information I have, I want to give it to creators because we're not... We're not competitors. We're coworkers, mm. and the the field of entertainment has more than enough money to go around. So if you're worried, like, oh, I don't want to give people this HelloFresh brand deal because then HelloFresh might not hit me up. HelloFresh is a multi million dollar mm-hmm. marketing. They hit everyone budget. up, bro. If you're someone. Yeah, thank you, Zay. They did not hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you get know, there, buddy. the little one. chip on my shoulder has gotten a little bit heavier this last week with all that. That like. There were other things that came up that I can't necessarily talk about because maybe it will work out, but it was very much left on a situation of based on your content, it doesn't matter the content of your character. This is who you are until you do something dramatically different. So until I like go off and sell out venues for stand up and until I become like there's more Hussin stuff on my Instagram and shit mm-hmm. like that, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. But there now there's this big pressure for what does Hussin stuff look like and it has to be good, you know? Like, it really has to be. If I've been sitting here saying that I can, I'm can, i capable of more than Mickey, mm-hmm. well, you better be capable of more than Mickey. It's like, fuck, now I'm too scared to film. <laughs> hmm. So it's a it's a very scary feedback loop. Um, this is I've a crazy th- world you're living in now, buddy. I just got 86,000 views on a video that has nothing to do with Mickey, though. Hey. Almost 10,000 likes on a, on a little TikTok where um, this guy's just like... <laughs> What would happen if a nuke hit this Chick-fil-A at this oh, exact oh, address at this location? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, why uh, would you make this video? <laughs> is this a fucking threat? <laughs> and, you uh, know, the comment section are... Up with that one. Um, Yo, this is cool to... Hassan, make Mickey voice demon voice like Donald. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, oh, like Donald? Like Donald, bro. I. <laughs> he's not going to listen to this podcast. And if he does... Uh, hey, hey, bud. Um... You are one-to-one stealing my jokes. And if you think I'm not going to call you out on it because there's some like, oh, creator, mutual respect. I don't respect people who don't have their own ideas. So, my, my man, I don't respect what you're doing. If you want to sit down and have a conversation with me like, hey, I like this idea. I'd like to use it. Go for it. Let's shoot the shit, man. You want to do some collabs? Let's, let's come up with funny stuff. But you want to sit there like an egotistical, like, I would never work with you and then steal every one of my ideas one by one by one. Yikes, buddy. Yikes! Uh, so I'm not gonna say their name, but I think we have an implication of who this creator is. But uh, I, mean, I think I already 
Dude, I posted, you know mm-hmm. that video I commented on and I got a bunch of likes and he deleted it because mm-hmm. he comment, he reposted that video and n- like, because I didn't see it in time, I couldn't comment on it again. Mm-hmm. So he got away with that. But it was like a one-to-one, took my bit, took my joke. And a lot joke of people in the comments like, were liking your comment as well. Cause they oh, yeah. Knew. The video definitely, he deleted the video because the comment got more likes than the video. Because <laughs> I commented, I was like, yo, mad funny, taking my jokes one-to-one these days. Dang, bro. Wow. <laughs> Uh, he's the only creator I have like real beef with. Hmm. Like I really just don't. It like It seems him. like he should be the the one that's you know, you don't have any beef because <laughs> y'all are occupy similar fields. Well, I- and the thing is, it's because I don't have an ego when it comes to these things. Like when it comes to just co- reaching out with creators and and being communicative, I don't care what your follower count was. I care about like what kind of content you make, what kind of person you are. Mm. And he was too timid to even have like he wouldn't get on the phone. Like, we're, we're on Discord, and he's mentioning me these paragraphs. The last time we had an issue where he, like, sh- put a strike on my channel, mm. uh, he would not get on the phone with me to discuss it. He was, like, writing me a paragraph. He goes, I don't feel like it. Y- you don't have a right to ask me to get on a phone call. And it's like, dude, my guy, you talk for two minutes man-to-man, adult-to-adult, person-to-person, and then it's done. Then the situation has died down, and it's over. But he didn't want to do that, and it, and it led to this very, like – frustrating back and forth which ended with me not collaborating with him or not being kind to him and my videos show it i don't e- it's not even thinly veiled jokes anymore it is legitimate hate and shade being <laughs> thrown that way and it's via the guise of comedy right mm-hmm. but i think he gets the drift that i don't like him he posted a video like he doesn't post any tiktok he has a much bigger following right he he uses videos of me on youtube mm-hmm. because i'm the big youtuber on tiktok he will post stuff he's posted one or two videos of me and he won't tag me in them because on tiktok he has 20 million followers and i have 5.5 5.6 so he doesn't feel the need to to throw anybody my way give me support but he does feel like using my cloud to grow his platform on youtube mm. so let him keep doing him um it's been a frustrating time to be a creator. But that said, you know what? I'm always, I made every one of those characters on my own. I sat there and I crafted a version of the Mickey voice that doesn't really sound like the real Mickey. If you guys are keeping up with it, I changed it significantly so that I could do more with that voice, right? And then I added the the gravelly voice that hurts my throat every once in a while. I (laughs) added the mini voice, the random Kermit the Frog noises, the Michael Theodore mouses, all of the weird things that I've been doing. And I innovated, I innovated, I innovated. And this guy just comes and takes my stuff and has more followers. It's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Why, why doesn't Keemstar pick this story up? <laughs> Mickey day, Mouse bro. Clubhouse drama? <laughs> so, the Donald Duck of TikTok has <laughs> apparently been stealing a video ideas from Mickey Mouse. Like, tell me that's not a great Keemstar. From Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Was that a great Keemstar? Uh, middle mm. middle of the road. I don't. I didn't watch enough of him to. Have you didn't a watch job. him back in the day, at least a little bit. No, I watched uh, the iDubs video one, and that's pretty much my only exposure. To For <laughs> those of you who don't know who Keemstar is, Keemstar wa- ran this channel called Drama Alert, and he was essentially like YouTube's TMZ in a way. I mean, maybe not TMZ is not the right equation because he wasn't like going out and finding footage, mm-hmm. but then he would do things like. Like, uh, Rice Gum has beef with Jacob Sartorius. And he'd, like, bring them on and, like, basically he'd sit there and giggle while they fight with each other and eat eat popcorn Mm. while it was going on. He also uh, accused uh, a a person of being a pedophile when he wasn't, like, seriously ruined this guy's streaming career. And then also uh, definitely caused the suicide of a creator. Big time. Etika. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the story behind that exactly. Um, So, Etika being a great 
African-American gaming content creator. He was really fun and charismatic, but he definitely had some, like, darkness and mental health troubles going on. And he mm. talked a lot about things of, like, how unstable he was. And Keemstar really egged it on every time there was a dramatic moment rather than it being a, a point to reach out and offer mental health advice or to, to help them connect with a counselor. He would make it part of his show, make it part of his whole thing. And then he egged him on before Etika went and jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge. Or a bridge in New York. I think it was a Brooklyn So he bridge. egged him on to jump off the bridge? He or? egged him on and like, like, just like acted like it was a joke. He thought the whole thing was a joke. But I don't think, I think mm. Keemstar full well knew what he was doing. He probably didn't expect Etika to kill himself, mm. but he knew he was messing with a mentally unstable person. The same way that FouseyTube confronted him prior when he talked about, and, and, and let's not speak positively of FouseyTube mm. ever, but Fousey was sitting there having his public mental breakdown when he talked about him being Champagne Poppy. He thinks that he's Drake. And he talks about how. Keemstar made him want to kill himself. Mm. Keemstar is all around bad guy, but he is like the only YouTuber that was running the drama scene that wasn't scarce. You watch scarce? I did watch. I don't really like. It's like scarce is only like recently scarce in the um, Bow Blacks or Blow. Wait, one of those. Does scarce make videos to this day? Uh, maybe I'm thinking. I'm you know maybe mem- you memories are. get jumbled together. But um, scarce was the other news guy. Hey guys, mm. is scarce here? That guy. Hey guys, scarce here. Is this guy with the with the flannel? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up his YouTube channel right now. I'm curious if he still makes content. <laughs> he does. Wait, his last video is from a month ago. Yeah, but so that's recent. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty recent. That's recent. Um, like speeds on one of his thumbnail. The guy I was showing oh. you earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's um. In a good way, man. Yeah, I have. I fucking hate Keemstar. In the same vein, mm. I don't like like I don't love Ethan Klein. I'll say it. Mm. I think I enjoyed a lot of what Ethan did for a long time. I think that he's net a good guy. Mm. He's probably an okay person. But putting Trisha Paytas on a platform is one of the dumbest things at, that he has ever done. At best, it was a misguided attempt at uh, some kind of solidarity with another creator that didn't really deserve it. And at worst, it was kind of like a cynical money grab thing. It was a money grab thing. Caring it, for the consequences. It was a money grab thing. Trisha Paytas who has been nothing but just like one of the most vile, vitriol-spilling, racist, anti-Semitic, terrible people that have ever existed on the plane of YouTube and on the internet. He gave her a megaphone. She was dying down in popularity. After she was done with her whole Jason Nash, David Dobrik, heartbreak, breakup scenario, she was dying down in popularity. Frenemies took her back to the top, and now she will always be a part of our ecosystem as a creator. Like She wasn't going to be relevant anymore before he... He threw her up. And then, and then you have, you know, the good old uh, white apologist. You know you know how we love our white apologist. Uh, they lean up a little bit because the, uh, the old camera... The, this lens is very cool because it's a wider lens. However, it means that if I lean up too much, uh, it locks focus. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we were ta- we've been talking about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. We had one of our friends had an ex-girlfriend uh, over the summer. They, did, they, they broke up, when was it, August, September? I don't even know. Mm. A while back. Mm. And uh, over the summer, they're, like, very performatively liberal, I think, in my opinion, right? We'll speak to them. Isaiah's not going to speak to any of this because he's too nice to He's like, I won't ever voice anger on the public platform, which is the exact opposite of me where, like, I'll voice something that I might need to backtrack later. <laughs> but um, this person's, like, really performatively, like, liberal, like, black square on Instagram kind of vibes. You know, those made a difference, though, right? 
You as a black man in I Black mean, History Month. I didn't even do it, and I felt so bad about it. But didn't you feel stronger when when white people posted black squares? When I was like, wait, why isn't this picture loading? And they're like, oh. <laughs> you didn't know about it? <laughs> no, no, I, I knew about it, but I was like, no. it always took me off guard. Oh, man. Like, oh. But it helped, right? Yeah, definitely, materially. Like, the more black squares that were uploaded, racism like died. Like, like a cop, I, he pulled me over, right? And I thought he was going to like like give me a ticket, but I was like, hey, check this out, buddy. <laughs> he pulls yeah, up his own a black square. I was like, Bro, you know then what? He, then he like squats down and puts his fist up. Yes. He starts singing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> he starts shooting uh, his gun to the beat of This Is America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sir, can I leave? He's like, then one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need oh. you to understand how respected and seen you are, sir. He's like, well, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to leave now. He's like, okay. You hear the megaphone? This is America. <laughs> Don't go, Jesus. Don't go. <laughs> Now, did you post a black square on your Instagram, sir? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. Oh, well. Mm. That's the same, <laughs> given your given your circumstances, sir. Um, so very performative, liberal kind mm-hmm. of vibes. Uh, the ones ones that'll talk about, like, will agree with everybody, but the moment you try and have like really intelligent discourse, like we tried to t- explain to our friend why we don't like the American flag. Why? Why for us, this flag that is like it stands for freedom. Bravery and the American spirit. You know, there's no country in the world that is as free as America is. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. That is like the Weird. untruest shit ever. <laughs> but he has like an American flag hanging. And I think it's like a if you have a college dorm and you have an American flag hanging, you're either a Republican or like a racist. Like there's just <laughs> or in his case, he's not just, knowledgeable about a situation. Yeah, he's just patriotic. He's patriotic, but because we're all taught patriotism. We're mm-hmm. taught, I mean, the amount of America just, I'm proud to be an American. Because at least I know. Yeah, we just had to sing up for choir. We know all the words and <laughs> all the spiels. Mm-hmm. But it's like this very culty, like, I pledge allegiance to the flag Bro. of the United States and of if America. if you didn't do that, you get in trouble, too. And do the republic for which it stands. You're not standing. This is God. Religion <laughs> is nothing. This country is for all of us except for people who are not Christian. Except like, it's for just, you. Mm, you know? Yeah. It's a very... Ugh, situation but um those <laughs> <How do we laughs> get what how do we even get here we were talking about um, dude i don't know fuck off don't worry about it don't <laughs> never throw off my flow when i'm on a tangent like this this is how we run out the clock today. you're right you're right you're right um but yeah w- the the idea of um you know having critical conversations like that because for him he had never even discussed what it's like for us as pocs in this country mm-hmm. who just had a president that did not care for us that went out of his way to bolster xenophobia in this country now people are more comfortable being racist than ever and calling it not racism mm. right but because he didn't explicitly say that he hates uh, you know black and brown people then we're supposed to be like oh but you know no, nothing's wrong no. yeah right look yeah, no no uh, donald trump's not racist not real. did you hear what joe biden said like they <laughs> li- i'm like i don't fucking care dude lyndon b johnson said he'd have them inwards go uh, democrat for them. like okay all right buddy maybe johnson said that uh, that's allegedly probably okay. didn't actually say uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my mm. uh, you know we I, I we were in the car and it came up and he was like I don't think it's it's racist or like not American mm-hmm. or whatever and I'm like oh well look here's the difference and then she's like no 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 don't talk about that it's like this is really uncomfortable let's not talk about it and then like fucking drop her off to go do her own thing we go to the pool and we sit down and have probably one of like the better conversations we've mm-hmm. had over the course of our. 15 year friendship and just really discuss like what is it like for us Loving why like do we not view it as this the flagship of freedom and, and the beauty and the hope of america always be gotten to protect white people's uh feelings about things when, yeah. when they get uncomfortable it's like oh i'm sorry i'm yeah. so sorry for you the <laughs> you're uncomfortable with this conversation meanwhile i have to live in this body in this country a good job of articulating it 
I don't necessarily yeah. know how he feels about it now, but I think it leans more towards us than it did. The yeah, other I way. don't maybe because a lot of the times with um, you know, like people when people don't know about the positions, they 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 take the most like radical interpretation of it and think that that's what the actual deal is. But when yeah. you actually have like friends that care about you and are talking to you about it, it might actually change your mind. So maybe yeah. we we push them in the right direction. That's why we think conversations with your friends and your loved ones are more pivotal than la 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 la. la. If we don't agree, we cannot speak because that's bad. Uh, like that <laughs> this shit is whack, mm-hmm. um, but uh, dude, I I know there was a reason. Oh, I was talking about the performative, the performative liberalisms mm-hmm. of this young woman, and uh, this was a very that was one of the, like point of contingencies that like we could never have critical conversations without them just like interjecting severely and then shutting us off because we c- we weren't allowed to have critical conversations, and in the same breath. When I brought up Trisha Paytas and how I did not like Frenemies because it was giving a racist a platform, a woman who has done blackface, said anti-Semitic things, said fuck just straight up racist shit. Uh, they said, well, I mean, she's kind of like redeeming herself and like is redeemed and has done a lot. Like she is, is a big part in, in taking down Dirty Dom and David Dobrik's pedophilia ring. And I'm like... Yo, fuck David Dobrik and Dirty Dom for all that inappropriate stuff going on there. I condemn it to the top of the, my lungs. That's, that's so messed up that they took advantage of people. Mm-hmm. Trisha Paytas is not the champion of that situation. Mm-hmm. She's just a person talking about it because it gave them clout and because she hates the Dobrik situation because of her terrible breakup with Jason Nash. It's like if a, if a tsunami happened to move a school bus to the neighborhood where the people are needing to be. It's like, oh, okay, well, it's still a tsunami. Like, you don't yeah. want to... Yeah. No, exactly. And this person was so adamant Mm -hmm. that they were redeemed. And then you know what happened? Frenemies ended and Trisha became the villain of TikTok. And thankfully, by this point, they were out of my life. So I'd have to deal with that. But a part of me wanted to just be smug and be like, (laughs) hey, how's Frenemies? You watch Frenemies' episode? Oh, yeah, it's canceled because Trisha said anti-Semitic shit. Like oh my! I can't God. believe like people actually listen to full episodes of that. It, it was would be fun. I think I think for people that would not understand how terrible a person Trisha was, I had listened to episodes. It was funny. Hmm. It was it was engaging because you see this person who seems to like be an idiot, but they're playing it up for the camera. But people thought she was actually that stupid. So she did things like, ah, yeah, like the Holocaust isn't real. <laughs> I never heard of the Holocaust. And then like you find videos of her from years ago. My favorite movie is the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Like, yeah, what's that movie about, bitch? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck Trisha Paytas. Um, sorry, this isn't a child-friendly podcast. <laughs> um, Darn, we lost our sponsors already. We Don't never we. had a sponsor we to lost begin them, with. Bro. They were at the door. They were knocking at the door. And they we can't be David Dobry, but you seeking sponsored videos. <laughs> like, laugh like a fucking, like the Joker when he talked about that. Guys, you're not going to believe <laughs> seeking sponsored video by my friend, a brand new Tesla. Oh my God, David. Uh. <laughs> wait, wait, that's, that's fucking Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, David. <laughs> David. David, 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 David. And then fucking Natalie. Natalie's just like, oh my God, David, really? What? I had no idea. There's a weird thing. I, th- I guess all of his, his stuff was scripted, but there's like a weird thing where every single like girl that he ever interacted with was like wanting to like it was like a part of the thing that she'd wanted like get with him somehow. Like that was not fake. That wasn't fake. That was not fake. Really? That was not fake. He is literally the most powerful man that had ever come up on the internet. He touches people and their entire careers turn green. Hmm. 
how many times have you heard a Madison Beer song on the radio? And I say this as, Madison, I know we met and we're kind of friends. I, I'm sorry. This isn't very nice. But I don't think she's a bad artist by any stretch of the imagination. But she's not popular in that vein, in that I, regard, right? I don't right? Know, really know who that is. Madison Beer has like 11, 14, 15 million followers. She had some like come up because of Bieber. She's one of the more prominent people. I've that heard is her name before. I just don't Madison know. Madison is one of the more prominent people that is like drop dead gorgeous, stunning that David Dobrik like doesn't do anything with. And people think that David is they, people, which is unnecessary people to make judgments about David's sexuality and stuff. Mm. But they'll, they'll be like, David's gay because he wants to sleep with Madison uh, here. Like, that's weird. People. Let him let him do him. Let her mm. do her. Not our business. But uh, David Dobrik is a kingmaker. Corinna yeah. Kampf, when David met her, was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. Corinna makes a million dollars a month on OnlyFans. One million. One million on one picture. She posted one picture on OnlyFans, her first drop, and she'd made a million dollars the first day. Bro. A million. A million freaking dollars. And, like... Well, she's be coming into money. And Why do you think Scotty Sire gets to drop a dog shit song every couple weeks? I'm Scott, I'm sad, and my life is so bad. Oh, let's fucking drop that and let's let's, let's produce it. Why are you saying fucking come on, laugh at it? It's okay, <laughs> buddy. It's okay. You don't have to. God damn it! Remember, some people listen to this audio. You yeah, have to laugh sure. into the microphone. You can't just shy away. Okay. Tell me that's not what his songs are. <laughs> They're like my daily mix three is. What's his name? Well, the guy that did the thing about Trisha Paytas. Uh, he also did something about Scotty Sire, and that's where I first actually learned about him from. Oh. Uh, um. Ryan Beard did something on Scotty. Yeah. Oh, I need to look into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Beard's a very interesting creator mm-hmm. because he's like really – I agree with 99% of his opinions, and then he has like one severely bad take randomly. I don't remember what the last one was, but I remember mm. seeing it on TikTok, and I was like, Jesus, dude. That's too bad. But they remember Papa Gut? No. Okay, no, nah, nah, this isn't a relevant story then. I, we're we're going to skip uh, it all together. Okay. There was some, some TikTok <laughs> beef with him and – Papa Gut, where Papa Gut was like. I'm actually very happy that I haven't really been on TikTok all that much for a while. I only it was, a, it was like a year ago. It was yeah. a while back. Um, no, TikTok sucks. TikTok's a cesspool. TikTok does not take care of its creators. I can't talk more details. Let's see, what can I say? I can say, I'm speaking at something at some point, and people who work at TikTok will be there, and uh, I'm still deciding what my approach is going to be. Am I going to be very, like, respectful of their platform or am I going to take this opportunity with a microphone to say TikTok does not care about its creators because doing be like, that be like Kanye when the George Bush doesn't care about black people well no do it <laughs> I can show evidence that mm. TikTok system is it's glitched it's broken and they have not done any maintenance to fix it and has really been to the detriment of lots of creators and their income like huge huge thing and then TikTok doesn't pay its creators fair wages they just don't do it and, uh, you know, the other pl- the platform I'm on, YouTube Shorts, has gone out of their way to make sure that this is a livable thing for, for YouTubers. Like, you can make your living and then some off YouTube. My worst month on YouTube has been still above what normal people make, like people with a college degree with a normal paying job. Like, that's, that is amazing. That is amazing. Do I put out, like, a lot of content to do it? Hell yeah. It's a fuck ton of work on my end. Mm-hmm. That said, it's possible. It's possible that I dropped out of college and that I can make a career off of just YouTube. You know, uh, but TikTok has made it so that's the exact opposite. You know, they don't want you to succeed. But I'm debating: do I want to do that, or do I want to take this opportunity to make friends with those TikTok employees to to help more creators? Is it going to be better? Or you can, I think you can find somewhere in between because, like, uh, you can be respectful and still let them know how the the decisions that they've made as a platform have negatively impacted you and many other creators. 
you know, uh, you, you can like tell, like you can talk about how you I have a whole community of folks that you're leading, basically. Still. Yeah, I am leading a community of people. Uh, call me uh, Jared Leto in my cult. <laughs> uh, but I like, you know, I think I could address it in a way of without saying, because I'll be speaking with YouTube. I don't know if I should say that. But uh, I, I wonder if like during that situation, I can talk about, say, YouTube's biggest competitor in the short form space is doing blank, 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 but never explicitly saying them. Mm. And then the next day when it's their turn to speak stuff, I go talk to some of the employees and stuff and like schmooze them or try and schmooze them. Um, so maybe, maybe there's a healthy middle because it would be nice to have TikTok as well. If I had TikTok and I was on the same routine we were this summer, I would literally be making double income. It would be More half double. It would, no, it would be, it would be half as much as what I make on YouTube, but it would be like, mm. it would be a big portion of money as well. I see. Um, I don't know because I'm making the content right. This is exactly what my audience on TikTok wants to watch, so it'd be nice if they could see it too on there, where I have 5.6, almost 5.7 million followers. They have YouTube; they can find it. They can and they can't. It's YouTube. YouTube and uh, no, I can't talk about that at all. Uh, YouTube doesn't have the algorithmic setup at this point to be TikTok. It takes three months of consistent posting on YouTube shorts to pop off, but then it's a better move for you. So as a creator, you make content on TikTok, you screen record, you post on YouTube, screen record, you post on YouTube, screen record and post on YouTube. Don't worry about it. And then in three months, you will be a massive YouTuber and then you can focus up on like which platform you want to focus more time to make more curated content for an individual platform. But right now, TikTok is the platform of the everyman mm. where anybody, Joe Schmo on the street can sit down, put a, post a video and pop off. Versus YouTube, where it really does take three months to get into that shorts <laughs> creator algorithm, um, and that's a pretty hefty roadblock to to have. Like, you need to do three full months of content before it's time for you to hit your stride with it. Jeez, it's a bit of a grind, huh? Yeah, but hey, I have what is it? One point five five almost one point five three five two subscribers million one point five i have a subscriber and a half on youtube i'm, I'm killing I have it. many subscribers oh, million man but you know uh god we did we did a lot of tech talk this time no oh, there's like, been a techie night it's been a here. real techie night with my my technology not functioning. Like the, the, the second before we started the podcast, <laughs> what did you say? Like, oh, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Yeah, I said I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Uh, I did miss it while we weren't doing it, though. Yeah, it's been fun. It's like a almost pseudo-therapeutic. It is, and it's growing. Mm -hmm. We need to get 4,000 watch hours before we can like put ads on this channel, which I think would mm. be awesome. Because even like... An extra one hundred dollars a month is still like proof of concept that like, hey, yeah. this works, this functions, it makes money. It does, and there are things like these microphones are cool, but uh, you know, this for those of you uh, audio listeners you're not seeing this, but this microphone right here is a Shure SM7B. It's my streaming microphone, but it's my main microphone on uh that I use. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get another one so Isaiah could use it as well because it's it would be stupid if I had a microphone that was that like that kind of audio quality and we were using these twelve dollar mics. Like, hey, I'm on this Isaiah Kendrick here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, uh but you know that cost a decent chunk of change. So I need I would like to make money on the podcast to continue to invest in it. Mm. And like I you know, this is my streaming room. I wouldn't mind us having the kind of equipment that we could pop in and pop out to where like I'd like to film in my living room. I'd like mm. to sit on the couches and and do it that way, but it takes like a certain level of production value. Yeah, that's like a. It's not just gonna be like that little area of the living room where stuff's gonna have to be like for set of purposes. Yeah, and and then part of me too, like like I I think that a lot of podcasts have been thriving by creating short clips of it, right? But doing that with um 
what do you call it? Having like a nice desk set up to where like I know I can cut between the two of us. Like mm. if our framing is always exactly solid, we can cut between it more easily and hire editors. Mm. There's a lot of like real stuff. That's why, you know, we're not far from episode 25 forward is the restructure of this whole show mm. where we're going to be in a lot more of a uh, it's going to be less us shooting the shit. Not that we won't shoot the shit. We'll sit here and like laugh and vibe and talk about nonsense, but it'll be more structured and hey, Zay. Tell me a bad day that turned <laughs> into your best story, and then we'll go into it because I think that's that's a fun, fun format. Mm. It means we have to prep for it more than we do now, yeah. Which is a struggle, but then like what happens in between is probably still going to sound a lot like this. Mm. But uh, you know, creating a structure like that means that I can hire an editor or I can edit it myself and just like comb through all these clips and like find the narrative that is the bad day that is the best story and like splice it up onto YouTube Shorts to help this podcast grow. And then growing means more monetization opportunities. And this is the only thing on the internet I'm doing right now that is more Hassan than Mickey. I'm wearing mm-hmm. a Mickey shirt just by yeah. coincidence tonight. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored or affiliated by the Walt Disney World Company. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Unfortunately not, yeah. Um, in my notes for things to talk about on the podcast, I wrote, milk in school growing up, lunchroom food. Oh, yeah, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about that. This, was that this morning we talked about that? No. Maybe, maybe some, I talked about it with someone this morning, but... um. You were here this morning, man. Yeah. Who did you talk to? We uh, didn't talk about. Oh, it. maybe not. Maybe this afternoon when they arrived. No, I talked. I, I talked about today? it with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't today. We. T- we I remember this conversation. With I this talked about it with them separately, today? separately from you. F- separate from the conversation we had, the same thing. We talked about this all of us together mm-hmm. in a, in the kitchen, probably a no, week no, 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 no. ago. This was in the living room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I have this, I wrote this note on. Um, this was definitely today. I remember because I asked. Yeah. It was a short conversation. Okay. This yeah, this note was one twenty seven, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, but it's relevant to that. Yeah, it is relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like that there are people that we just don't tell you who they are on this <laughs> podcast? Uh, it's because mm-hmm. there are people who have perpetually harassed me on the internet at this point. There's a little subset community that just has nothing better to do that I don't even have to view anymore because my mods now know to flag all their things and I'll literally never see their comments again, but they've gone out of their way to harass me. So I'm like, let's not indulge more of, of any of our personal lives and situations. Let's keep most of the people that aren't the two of us that don't want to be on this podcast, on this couch, out of the, the situations for a little while. Um, yo, so so Milk in Schools. Mm-hmm. Did you guys remember? <laughs> I was like a Dora the Explorer. Do you remember when? <laughs> yes, Dora. Like, did you talk to the screen when you were a kid? No. I never did either. No, I never. I was like, this is so corny, bro. But I was <laughs> a little child. Bro, Isaiah's like a fucking six-year-old. This is so corny. <laughs> this is so corny, bro. <laughs> do, do a baby voice, man. This is so corny, bro. <laughs> I'm done with this crap. This is so weird, Because uh, I would never I cuss about this. by myself because I was a super-duper Christian person. You I wouldn't like, cuss? I wouldn't. Not by myself. I'd be like, no, I'm not around anyone ever. Really? There's, yeah, no, I was like, no, I can't curse because then God will find out because he's here. God me. will find out? He's here with me all the time. He's omnipresent. That's so sad. You know, I learned to cuss pretty excessively in the third grade. Third grade? Third grade, third grade. Because I remember hearing these words and being like, who fucking cares? Hmm. And I lived a much happier life because of it. I think that, like, words that are off the table are silly. Like, the N <laughs> No. Okay, obviously there's some words that are off the table we can't use. <laughs> yeah, racial slurs. On Black History on Month. Black History Month, bro. <laughs> Free that's speech, been, brother. That's been a, that's been my running gag. Remember that guy I was thinking about this earlier the today? Live stream? The live stream? When we were on Omegle, mm-hmm. we were like, hey, uh, 
this guy is not going to, I forget what he said. He was like, hey, don't say the N-word. But he wanted to be in control so badly. He was like, hey, I might say it. And then and, then, and then it got on the bad side of TikTok and people ran into me about it. Remember Ooh. that shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so so there, was this guy, there was this guy who uh, I think I was just like joking. I was like, ah, man, it looks like he might say the N-word. Just because he looked, he literally just looked like every stereotypical Republican kid on Omegle who argues with people about stuff. And then they will always be like, well, freedom of speech. Ninjas. <laughs> like, he'll just like say something. Like, you know what I mean? They'll just go out of their way to mm-hmm. do that. And he looked exactly like that. And I made that joke. And that made me what is a nice thing to say. Mm. He's like, you saying I'm going to say the N-word? I wouldn't say the N-word. He like, had a little bit of a, like, yes. a little, little bit of a, a little speech issue. Impediment. Uh, impediment? Is, that, is impediment the word speech for like... impediment. Does that... It, it, it impedes. Does Im- so that, that applies to both like stutters and things of that nature. Where yeah. it's like my it's mom used to category. mix the B's and W's. He'd be like, ver... <laughs> and like... Vonder and uh but your mom has like an accent. No. Yes. No. Yes. She spoke complete, fluent, perfect English until she married my stepdad. <laughs> I shit you not. She For real? spoke fluent English. She came here when she was six, dude. I've how often does I've never kn- I've never known her without having an accent. My mom's a bad person, so you're not talking yeah. about it. <laughs> but uh like yeah, this kid, he was just so fucking aggressive. He goes, maybe I will say the N-word. Like, you don't know that. It doesn't matter. Like, you'll be here talking about it. And we talked, like, we, like, left that up on TikTok. Yeah. And then it got to the Republican side of TikTok. They're like, bro, fuck you fucking libtards <laughs> over here trying to be SJW fucking liberal Biden supporters. Hey, guess what, guys? You know what happened a month later? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all, your deity got voted out of office. And guess what happened? All, all the all the peaceful like oh we don't do those kind of things that the Black Lives Matter protests are doing you know when stormed the we Capitol fought for a revolution they fought for what they were sitting around being black trying to kill people trying to kill senators and stuff like that like come on bro come on literally just come literally on, come on what man. kind of nonsense is that but that that was what an irk situation people said n word bro I can't I can't with this n word drives me crazy man we just looked don't up I was looking it. up um we were talking earlier. Like what will be like a, because like you were saying that like you don't really have an N word. Oh man, I don't. And I was looking I'm up. Like I was looking up like what's a, like what, what's what, what's like an N word for Daisy people? And then like all I ever got was like why it's not okay for for brown people to say the N word. And I'm like that's not. It is like, true. That it's, it's that's true. true. It's true. It's but true. I sincerely mean this. People we went to high school with, people that we like like. Stop saying it. Mm. It's corny as fuck. You're not funny. It's not I don't your even, culture. I don't even. Bro, no, yeah. Isaiah saying the N-word is so funny. <laughs> he does it when he's very, very exacerbated. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> like, very, like, we'll be singing, and he'll be like, uh, I'll use the word trigger. as No, that's too, that's way too <laughs> close. That's so close. I'll use the word um, banana. It'll be like, mm. we gon' be, have you heard the Kendrick Lamar song? Yeah. We gon' be right. That's a, that's a prominent word. Be, we gon' be all right, banana. We gonna be all right. Like he won't. I feel like, I feel like my all my ancestors looking down on me in shame when I say it, but I don't. Banana, know. we gonna banana, we gonna be all right. <laughs> banana, <laughs> like just like a really soft like mm-hmm. little. Um, and then when you're really exacerbated, you just fucking rip yeah. into it. Use hard ER, right? No, <laughs> no. What was that bit in? Uh, we were watching Atlanta. Yeah. And there's this character that plays Justin Bieber, Justin but black. Bieber, but black. And yeah. uh, he literally has this moment where he's like. Hey, pass, brother, pass me the ball. Brother, brother. Brother. If you guys get what catch a, wait, what I, <laughs> Brother, brother, bro, brother. Brothers. <laughs> like, you 
can't do that. Oh my god. Oh, Atlanta bro. might be one of the best shows that's ever been created. Oh, uh, I and love. And it makes me so sad. I just love, I love everything Donald Glover touches. He's just a, such a talented man. So talented. I like. I want my future career to be like <laughs> Donald Glover, but leaning more comedy than music, but still have mm. a little bit of music, and then everything else like his career wise. Like a quintuple I, I want threat. Be, yes, I want to be a fucking quintuple threat. I also uh, that and Andrew Garfield. Mm. Uh, th- those are the, the like I want to be like Andrew Garfield in, in acting. I want to be like Donald Glover and everything else. Not that I don't love his performances because I do. Yeah, he's really good. It's what what they share. What I like the most, what I admire the most about them is his physicality. Mm. That I don't think I've ever really had. But like you know, we we talked mm. about this. I watched this amazing, amazing review of all of the Spider-Man <laughs> movies mm. from. Um, What's the guy's name? Totally not Mark. Mm. Which somebody else in my life I've been saying totally not Mark. I'm like, what's his name then? <laughs> Shut the fuck. but uh yeah totally not mark amazing amazing content creator and uh, he usually prominently did like anime reviews he did a lot of stuff with dragon ball and then he started doing these incredibly comprehensive manga reviews for several different animes that are like full volume spectrum just journeys through the art the storyboarding why a character why a writer did this what the intention is what writing motifs they did and he's done incredible work uh over in december toei animation flagged 150 of his videos, took them all down wrongfully because they used Dragon Ball title. Some of them didn't have any Dragon Ball like footage in it. Like sometimes you put footage in the background of your video. So like you're talking over B-roll, like it really is transformative in nature. Yeah, because it's not but about the B-roll. He was really. making the art himself. They did videos where they would take Dragon Ball Super artwork, which came out, you know, the last five years, six years, and then making in the art style of Dragon Ball Z, which was in the 80s and the 90s. Mm. And it was a really cool thing. And they would take 90s things and put it in the 2000s artwork. Very cool. But we'd have art top to bottom make it, but Toei Animation took down all their videos at random. And then it was an incredible thing. It was like a very big YouTube moment where everyone was like trying to help him out, which is awesome because he's just a, a YouTuber that I was watching. Yeah. I caught it before Philip DeFranco was covering it. Moist Critical was like... Moist Critical has a way with words, bro. <laughs> like, so this morning, Toei Animation took a sloppy, wet, slurpy little shit down the throats of fucking content creators <laughs> everywhere while he jacks off their big titty anime wife who's back at the office. Like, he would... That's tell me. Have you listened to anything he's? <laughs> I ever haven't said? L- listened to him in a minute. Charlie's like, incredible, like but the man has yeah. ways with words. He he literally <laughs> opened the video with a similar little monologue, but uh, everybody covered it, and uh, at the end of it, YouTube managed to find a way to basically cut off all of the videos from showing up in Japan at all. Mm. So Japanese copyright laws hold no bearing here. Mm. So hopefully that continues to, to be the case because he got most of his archive back up. It was very exciting. He did something called Spidey December, even though it came out in January, where he covered all of the Spider-Man movies from the Maguire movies, the Garfield movies, to all of the Tom Holland movies. And each video was an hour long, and it was awesome. Mm. One of my favorite watches and... During it, back to like the root of what we were talking about, is these physicalities with actors. Mm. You have Tobey Maguire. Remember the elevator scene in Spider-Man 2? Where it's the guy in the elevator and he's like, cool Spider-Man costume. Where'd you get it? I made it. <laughs> and it's like this like really like because he's riding up the elevator because mm-hmm. his powers aren't working. Mm-hmm. But it's just very like, this is his expression work the whole time. Yeah. Because it's he's got the face shell on. He's got the hard mask. He doesn't move his body much, right? So you think that... You know, wearing and the Holland movies have the eyes that move in and out. They mm. like made it a technology expressive. thing. Like it's it's his focus, which is really cool. It's expressive, 
But when you're at the Garfield movies, Garfield had the same issue that McGuire did. He wore a face shell because Spider-Man's head doesn't naturally look that perfectly circular. <laughs> they have to wear a shell underneath this mask. And McGuire's delivery on everything, like there's a scene where he's like screaming for MJ, Mary Jane! But it's like, Mary Jane. Like, 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 like he's <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs, but the face movement is, Mary Jane! Like it doesn't. And it doesn't even when he wasn't like in the had the face mask on, it like he had it. Maybe it's just like Sam Raimi's style of like like directing actors, but it's just like the the styles of all the movies are totally different. Um, like with like physicality and like writing, and everything's different. Um, I just think I don't think McGuire had the chops for that. Guy, I think he's a good I actor. I need to see stuff of him outside of Spider-Man mm. because in spite because Spider-Man is too indie camp. Like for him, it's never like. Andrew Garfield put on an Oscar-worthy performance for Spider-Man. So mm. did Tom Holland in this last one. And I don't know if Toby has ever done anything like that. Um, Spider-Man, No Way Home spoilers, but it's been over a month. If you're going to see it, you saw it. If you haven't, you're not going to. Fine, so I'm going to talk about it for a little bit. Um, in those movies, you have Garfield delivering like really beautiful lines. and then like, the, or, or even their little conversation where he's like, uh, you make web, like, you make your web fluid. Like, inside of your body he's got this like like what i'm doing with my hands like inside of your body his face is matching and then and then, and then mcguire is like fucking saying they're like 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 <laughs> i can't i can't actually this camera's not gonna <laughs> i can't stand here in this office uh yeah i do wear shorts when i film this podcast um mcguire's like are you making fun of me like i don't get it uh mm. and there were other moments where he had his his scene with uh with doc ock mm. where alfred molina's like Dear, uh, the power of the sun, and then he goes in the palm of your hand, and he goes, "Dear boy, is that you, Otto?" And he's like, "You've grown up, you've grown, or you've grown into a man." Mm -hmm. He goes, "How are you doing, dear, or how are you doing, dear boy?" And he's like, "Trying to do better." And it's beautiful delivery; it's mm -hmm. really well done because that's a callback to what he said to Otto in in his movie. But the acting chops, like when you put him next to Tom and, and Andrew, it's like unfair. Mm. But I like to see him in a different thing. I'll, I'll go back and watch The Great Gatsby and maybe see Biscuit yeah. and see if like I could see some really resident acting chops. But even then, like in The Great Gatsby, his like his acting isn't really like he's not he's the main character kind of, but he's not also because it's it's about Gatsby and so it's Leonardo DiCaprio's whole thing. So. You don't really get a chance to shine in that movie, I don't think. Um, but it, it, I'll maybe I'll look up his discography and see if I can find something. I saw the scene of him having a tantrum. Yeah. It's like the scene where... Um, oh, he's in the kitchen throwing stuff around? Yeah, mm -hmm. but have you seen the whole scene? Uh, no, I haven't so seen it's, it's scene about a soldier that comes back from war, PTSD, and his wife might be cheating on him with his brother, and like the little girl knows about it, and it's very uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but he... Has some pretty, but I think it's it's almost easy to have a meltdown like that. Mm. Like that is, that yeah, throwing, getting angry and throwing stuff around. Yeah, like, like yeah. have you seen TikTok actors where they'll be like, "I'm so angry!" Like they'll do this like fucking thing with their face, like the other way versus like <laughs> like in real acting where it's like you like kind of grit your teeth, you keep saying your lines like normal, and you just like when you're acting, you're showing emotion. You're trying to not show that emotion mm. because in real life, show the struggle. You're not trying to. Yeah. yeah. There are very few moments where you're allowed to like let out. You have and to when layer you do let it out, a little it's bit. supposed to be really, really a wonderful moment. But Garfield in this last Spider-Man movie, where you know, uh, God, that line—it's so beautiful. Isaiah brought this up uh, earlier today, where he was like, "So you can just like watch Spider-Man No Way Home in your <laughs> brain whenever you want to." And I was like, "Yeah," because I can quote—I can quote the entire mm. movie, uh, very close to the entire movie. Uh, mm. Definitely every line that Andrew Garfield says. Uh, but there's this this moment where they're all talking about what they lost. Mm. 
and uh, and Andrew said like the deliveries. I lost Gwen. She, she was my my MJ, and mm. like like ah, it's so subtle. He's holding back tears, and like the like the my my MJ. Like he like say, he's saying it very quick. Like my my MJ. Like he's mm. trying to get the word out, the breath out, because. He's gonna cry if mm. he if he does it too slow. If it's like my MJ, <laughs> it's like it, and it's beautifully done. And like no one in that movie, like, Tom Holland was acting beautifully. Willem Dafoe was acting Bro. beautifully. Yeah. Marissa Tomei did not get enough credit for her performance. I just got something in my acted beautifully. I think um, Jamie Foxx did a good job too, even though they didn't really give him too much to do. I mean, Jamie Foxx just did Jamie Foxx. Yeah, which is but funny. It, it, was it, was, it was more so than what he had in his, his original movie in Spider-Man. Let me ask you a question: Are these your Legos? <laughs> 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 like so yes. unnecessary, yes. just lines like that. that don't perfect, uh, bro. They're great. Yes, Peter, is this like a like a magic tree or like a tree monster? <laughs> it's just a tree, dude. It's just a tree. <laughs> you poor. You help a lot of poor people out. You from Queens? I thought you was gonna be black. <laughs> oh man. Oh man! I'm sorry about that. Or <laughs> you not the shit no more. Oh, he like fucking bows his head down, and it's to me, it's one of the funniest moments in the movie because it's that physicality, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, Peter Two, Tobey Maguire's over here, <laughs> like just not, you know. I, so when I was talking about what I respect in modern <clears throat> actors, mm-hmm. I really want to have, I want to train to have the physicality of a Garfield and a Glover. Which both are Spider-Man. Yeah. Gar- Glover's been Miles Morales, and he's Aaron Davis, which could he be the Prowler one day? Who knows? I don't know if you knew that. Miles' uncle in the comics, Aaron Davis. Yeah. Oh, no, you've seen yeah, in, he was in the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of <laughs> my mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, the video mm-hmm. game. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see Donald Glover play that character one day, like, like for real, for mm-hmm. real in the MCU. Uh, but Glover, I mean, you go back to Community. You go back to Community, and you have him just like... Remember the the fucking demon doll in Chaos Theory, which is one of the coolest episodes where they roll the dice Mm -hmm. and, hey, pick one of six sides, go. And then, like, they they cut between every possible reality of, like, what would happen. And there's a moment where he walks in because Troy went down and he's holding a pizza box. The apartment's on fire. Someone got (laughs) shot. And the little troll doll's in the middle, like, with the fire. It was you! (laughs) He screams at the top of his lungs. Mm. Or, like... Remember when he uh, when they chloroformed the guy? I was thinking about he jumped over him. I was thinking the same thing, bro. My whole body is screaming right now, and he like hops over, like he skips (laughs) over the body. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like it's so fucking great. And then you have him on on Atlanta, and he's like, "Wait, Alfred, you gotta get your money right, bro." Like honestly, I'm like, dude. No, like he's such a, that's he, paying your bills. He has no weird lines in that because no. he is completely the straight man. He's the straight man, he's even though he's in like like when he like the Juneteenth episode <laughs> that he had a funny line then. Like, dude, this is fu- weird. This is weird, and you know it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop being so likable, dude. <laughs> like, no, I'm not gonna go visit Africa and learn about my stop stunning my own culture because I'm I'm fucking broke, broke dude. dude. <laughs> I'm fucking broke. <laughs> Uh. Like, man, this is weird. This is dumb. You're dumb. Yeah, she's dumb. He's dumb. And you know it. You know, it's background of that guy's um, study. Yes. Red it's, uh, yeah, Redbone in there. We've been listening to a lot of Donald Glover recently. Yes. I'm trying to get into Tyler, the creator, too. Um, I've been so happy, too, because I, I love Tyler. I fucking missed out on such a huge portion of entertainment by not liking rap music until later. Mm. But I think rap music was so fucking like commandeered by the white party guy 
that it ruined it for me. And now even like black artists have to cater to that crowd too. Yeah, they because uh, like what I've heard, I haven't been to a rap concert before, but from what I've heard, it's like mostly mostly like white people, mostly white people to go to those things. So not yeah. surprising, but also there's like you know, it is has to be it has been co-opted it's very of. much like that like the party culture which you know you know bryce vine and i had a good conversation about it where he's like there's like you know not every song needs to be uh ajr heartfelt like story complex mm-hmm. story or donald glover story sometimes they need just like party anthem just like you know broccoli hey little mama would you like like none of that song makes any sense it doesn't make any it's about smoking weed and chilling and like you know it it, it doesn't speak towards any like real heart or anything like that mm. or like anything that a fucking little yachty puts out or a <laughs> uh you know little uzi vert mm-hmm. uh and then you get artists like for for every one of those and, and like a drake i think drake has some good songs here and there not a good dude drake leave children alone my get guy it together bro you can't keep meeting <laughs> 17 year old women or 16 year old women and when they turn 18 you date them that has where is that is that illegal like can it's it's weird. Oh it's just weird. I don't think okay. it's actually illegal. I just had a conversation with a friend <laughs> who is a female mm-hmm. and she's twenty one and we talked about power dynamics and she doesn't understand or doesn't think that Olivia Rodrigo, who had just freshly turned eighteen, was in a relationship with a twenty four year old and how that is creepy. How that is not okay. It's like, do you guys not remember the amount of like con- like insane growth we go through during those like four or three years where we're a whole different person and fresh out of high school girls mm. like dude that's creepy you're creepy it's like bad. it's just scary like i could never i could like th- that power dynamic is so so scary and it's like well it's not weird like mm-hmm. she she brought up her boyfriend she's like well if my boyfriend and i started date like dating when i was 18 and he was 24 i don't think it'd be weird like i think i don't think he'd manipulate me i'm like Sweetie, that's the thing, though. It really doesn't matter if they're like being evil or like manipulating you or not. It's like it's just the the situation allows that to happen, even if it's not. It allows it allows for this very like we know a girl who for the longest time was dating a guy who was four years older than her. She was a freshman in college when they started dating, and he was a senior, and he had just gotten out of a three year relationship with a senior. The dude wasn't that great looking. His stock was gone. Like, his stock with girls his own age was gone. So he went so much younger because to a younger woman, oh, he's older. He's more mature. He's got got it going Mm -hmm. on. Oh, my God. He can cook dinner. Like, my guy's (laughs) cooking things out of a hamburger helper box. And it's like, dude, he's doing the bare minimum that he can as is. But to her, it's like, oh, this, like, wow, incredible, like, you know, well-off man. Mm -hmm. And you use that but to manipulate them into a relationship. You're not that great of a person. So you go after women that are younger or in, in, you know, in my field, like you're famous. You go after people that aren't. You go after people that view you as a god. You view you as something bigger than you are. And vice versa. This, this person that's a good friend of mine, she had at some point while being in her early 20s to, to 19 pr- before this relationship had kissed a 14 or 15 year old or 16 year old for something. And it was like like his first kiss. And they're talking about how funny it was. And I'm like, gender flip that, please. You're a 20-year-old guy who came over to someone's house and then you made out with his little sister? Like, that's disgusting, right? And we need to be aware of power dynamics like that in our society. And maybe things are viewed differently and it's like, stop trying to impose things on women. And I'm like, I don't. I'm worried about people. I don't want people to be put into harmful scenarios because of a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. The Duck Dynasty family, the fucking Duck Dynasty family, 
The woman was 14 when he married the husband who was 19. Then he abused her and her children for years, came back as a Christian, and then they had the show Duck Dynasty. I didn't know all that. Yeah. I learned about it from our secret friend. Mm. <laughs> and like stuff like that just boggles my mind. I'm sorry to go to that place with these sorts of back to Back to rap and Drake. Drake, oh. stop manipulating women. Stop it. You touch Millie Bobby Brown, you're done. <laughs> you're done, Drake. We know what you've been doing. Have you seen the interview <laughs> with Millie Bobby Brown? Like, she's like, she's like, oh, God, me and Drake will just get on the phone and talk for hours. He's like my best friend. My best friend is Drake. I'm like. She didn't know she was incriminating. I was just <laughs> she said Which Drake? What do you mean by that? Mm. <laughs> like, stop. There's no good Drake to do that with. I was thinking about, like, mm. which Drake song. Like, you know what's crazy? A lot of Drake songs, I don't really think of Drake's voice during his songs because there's so much. No, because he doesn't like he doesn't sing, sing. He just he does, he does he's like he rap sings, you know. Well, you know what? I because when I th- I just thought of in my feelings was the first one that came up in my mind, mm. and I'm thinking of the guy who uh, who at the end goes, uh, "These hoes, you know, my boy, let's go start the breakdown." And then it's like mm-hmm. the people sing, "Yeah," and it's like it's great. Which that song used to open up with Vanessa. Mm. They changed, they took it off Spotify, but it used to go. Um, my Instagram's weak as fuck. I need a picture with Drake. Like literally mm. from the the show Atlanta, they they sampled and they put it in the song. For real. And they used to intro it, but they took it out of Spotify. You can still find it on on mm. YouTube like that. And then it would be like Kiki, which is a fun song. But um, Drake Drake falls under like a trash can rapper, but also is kind of good here and there. Well, he's but like he's, he's he's popular. You know, that's like. Then there's like lyrical geniuses, Tyler, mm-hmm. fucking John Donald Glover, dude. Fuck. Kendrick so as well. Kendrick, J. Cole. Yeah. I have listened Little to enough Dickie. J. Cole. <laughs> Bro, no. I, I'm not going to put him with them. I, he does not deserve to be at their level. Mm. He's a step down for me. because for like he, He's clearly talented, but I just don't see why you have to you know take him seriously ever. Because sometimes he does think about serious shit. But mm. it's like it's very much like in the same vein of like like I'm a comedian and most people don't take like what I have to say seriously ninety eight percent of time. But there's that one there's that two percent where I'm being serious. I think Lil Dicky's the same way. I think his flow is great mm. and that he has he has a comedian sensibility as a rapper. Mm. So he just goes in on like bars and bars and bars and he just like has that like really great. It's unique. I mean, he, he has a lot. And I, I don't like hate him or anything. It's just not not for me really. Yeah. Nah, man, you don't like white people. I just don't. I'm <laughs> you don't like white rappers. Anti-white. I'm on anti-Semitic. Black History Month <laughs> too, Isaiah. You can't yes. appreciate Little Dicky on Black I History am, Month. I'm getting Martin Luther King nightmares now. Martin Luther King is scared of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I say the other night? The <laughs> he said, I, "Oh, we're still the conversation." Didn't yeah, get you said. You said I have a. This, this isn't a break-in thing. I didn't accidentally stop recording, so we have to re-record the last 10 minutes of this nah, podcast. bro, we chill. Yeah, we only got like two minutes ahead. But uh, the other night, <laughs> just sitting, and I was like, what if Martin Luther King gave the I have a theory speech? <laughs> He's like, I have a theory <laughs> that black people and white... <laughs> it's like one of the dumbest things ever come out of my mouth, but we white. were dying laughing at that the other night. <laughs> I have mean? a theory You speech. thought I was so stupid, bro. Oh, you mean you were? I have a theory that black people and white people. Um, back to the uh, the conversation at hand. Rap. I just didn't get into it for the longest time. I wasn't into it until like really the past, uh, like maybe year and a half or so. Like since we've been in quarantine, and since COVID, really. Um, you know what it is? Let me tell you what the real it is. Mm. The real reason. Since what? Since George Floyd. No. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> yeah, see, see there. What are since you gonna say? what? Since what moment? What thing did you do that changed the course? 
of your whole life. You got Spotify. Oh, yeah. Which I was listening to Tyler and stuff on on like yeah, the little watching you the YouTube, YouTube videos. Yeah, but um, but Spotify really did change the game. Spotify is the reason I like music. Yeah, it is the reason I know artists' names and I listen to anything. Spotify mm-hmm. really like. Even though they're having some controversy right now, but I still. Uh, How you feel about that? I you know I it doesn't fucking matter. I think they should stop. They should stop talking about it. Let Joe Rogan do his thing. I don't care. He's a fucking podcast host. But like, he has it, he can't he's not just a podcast host anymore because he has so much reach and people take what he says so seriously. He's leaning into it because of the press. Like I swear to God, getting Jordan Peterson on wasn't wasn't because like it was because of the rest of this shit. Well, he's had Jordan Peterson on for a while now. It's all the same reason. But um, I it's think dumb. You know, it's, 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 so it's dumb. It's dumb as much as, dumb. as much as we want to throw our hands in the air and say, "Oh, let him do whatever he wants." He still like has a platform where millions of people listen to it and take his advice. And if he's saying stupid stuff, he apologized for it, which is fine. But like, I thought he leaned into it. Did he? Did he apologize? Did he? Da- he did. He did apologize and like back down, which is good on him. Has he like that. fully done that? I did. I remember keeping. I'm, I'm almost positive. You know. Okay. Good. I personally like. It's tough. It's really tough with Joe Rogan because I view him as a comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't view him as an information source. But at the same uh. time, you don't want comedians coming on stage like like Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. did an awesome. Oh my god, Aziz yeah. Ansari did like a. It's so short, mm-hmm. incredibly short setup set. Really good. He's basically doing Dave Chappelle for mm-hmm. th- for his whole set. But like I don't know, it was good. It was really really good. And uh, he has a lot of jokes about vaccine mm. and stuff. Like not in like a, you know. This is what I don't like about comedians because uh, it's like. <laughs> Fuck them all. Not not as he's sorry, but like Joe Rogan and like like Bill Burr and that that ilk. I like Bill Burr and he's fine, but like they all like they'll happily welcome like the idea that they're like speaking truth to power and that they're like they're more than just comedians when it like when people are agreeing with them. But as soon as they say something that no one like agrees with, everyone's like hating on them for. It. Then it's like, well, what are you talking about? What happened to jokes? Huh? Like what happened? I'm just a little clown. Like you. I never thought Bill Burr was that funny. I think he. I think he's probably. I, I think guess I maybe funny, haven't seen like, too much of his stand-up. Mm-hmm. He plays a lot of like characters I can't stand, but I think mm-hmm. that's his like whole thing mm-hmm. is that he's like angry, uh, obnoxious Boston guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's his vibe. That's mm-hmm. his vibe. That's why. That's why I don't resonate with. But him. Yeah, it's just like it's the cognitive dissonance among like, comedians and like uh, com- comedy consumers. Like, um, it's like you can either be someone that's using comedy to speak truth to power, or you can just be someone that we shouldn't ever take seriously at all. You can't have it both ways. We can't do Tucker Carlson and report the news <laughs> up until you get sued, and then you say only crazy people would fucking believe that this is real. This is yeah. clearly satire. <laughs> what is his most recent thing? Oh, it's Eminem. <laughs> the What's M&Ms? next? We're gonna keep changing Eminems until you really never, didn't like you the Eminems. You wouldn't even want to sit down for a coffee with any of them. They changed the green Eminems and took away her heels. Like I, I would never have noticed that if he didn't talk about it, because <laughs> it's like I'm not looking at the green Eminem person. And also like. Then then they were like, now the orange Eminem openly has anxiety. What the fuck are you talking about, Eminem? <laughs> like, t- fuck Tucker Carlson, but also like, <laughs> fuck Eminem? I don't care. It's um, I don't want to see, but like, I don't want to be eating an Eminem and be like, mm, this is this is like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is, this is what I want. This is, this is not what I look for in my Eminems. <laughs> that whole situation. Tucker Carlson, what a fuck face. He's really, 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 really stupid. And oh if you listen God. to him ironically, then you're really if stupid. If you listen too. to him and like 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 listen to him regularly, you're an idiot. Because they're like even left leaning people, they'll like hear Tucker Carlson say, like, oh capitalism is, has problems and they'll be Oh bro, Tucker Carlson, he's so base, bro. Like, no. No. Don't stop that. It's it's you know even even in like 
even in like left leaning spaces like a lot of the times the white people in the spaces kind of fall for a lot of populist talking points that lead them down rabbit holes you mean like our friend's ex-girlfriend who fell for trisha paytas the same way liberal superhero but the moment trisha paytas is doing something okay like talking shedding light on who dirty dom potentially mm. assaulted they are completely absolved it's the issue of forgiving people when it's not really your place to forgive them in the first place that's yes. you know, it, and it, it happens for all the white people who yeah. have said uh the many statements that that land on people aren't racist towards muslims or brown people or people of that nature anymore Shut the fuck up. You know nothing. You don't know what it is like for me to travel. And for my job, I travel and be on an airport. And I know what eyes are looking at me. I know how people look at me. I know how employees look at me. I know how fucking other people flying look at me. You feel it. You can literally, you feel a shiver down your spine when it happens. Mm. And they want to tell me it doesn't, it doesn't exist for us. Bullshit. No, you're just crazy, bro. It's just in your head. It's, like yeah. a it's all in your head. You're a fucking idiot. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Oh, my God. Ugh. I'll just pray for you, bro. I'll pray for you, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, our friend that we don't really talk to very much anymore because they uh, they spent two years doing their own thing elsewhere, and uh, they've really leaned into into religion and faith in a scary way, if I'm being honest. But also, uh, you know, it, it led to some very conservative, uh, deconstructive beliefs. Like Donald Trump wasn't talking about Mexicans in general, but he talked about a specific group of Mexican gang members, which is just untrue and stupid. And I, if I have to like read an article to understand what he's saying, then he probably didn't say it correctly. Uh, they too, I texted them something the other day because I called them by accident, and they responded with the "I'll be praying for him." And I just didn't respond after that because I was just like, I hate. If you want to pray for somebody, keep it to yourself. You'd be praying for who? Uh, one of our friends lost somebody recently. Oh. Yeah, and and I accidentally dialed and I said, "Sorry, I can't talk. I'm." with uh i'm with people and I'm, I'm spending time whatever and then they're like well i'll be praying for him but i just like don't need to say that you can just say here's my condolences mm. you know like leave it at that and if you want to pray for him separately do that but you know and it doesn't come out of a, a position of kindness and don't think i'm sitting here being like you offered to pray <laughs> villainous scum How like, dare no you? it's just it's just uncomfortable mm -hmm. for people who that isn't what they believe that isn't what resonates with them that isn't what brings them comfort anymore um, you know, let's let's try and be aware that not all of our beliefs click with everybody else we know. Um, are you wearing an all white t shirt? This is like beige. Like beige? I was like literally looking, I was like, did you just come on the podcast <laughs> in a fucking under no. I know like this podcast doesn't make money <laughs> and that it's just a thing, but god damn it, no, Isaiah. This is not there a is white a dress code. <laughs> there is a dress code. You see? You see now like it has like it's beige. Yeah, I see it. It's see. beige. I still think it's an undershirt. It is not an undershirt. Is it just a shirt? Yeah, it's just a shirt. I guess you could layer it with something. We watch. Yeah, a I, lot I of put like jackets. Bro, we watching it. Queer Eye. I haven't actually been watching Queer Eye. You Every, everyone else has been watching Queer Eye. I haven't actually been How watching. How do you it. leave every time we watch Queer Eye? I, I is there a reason for it? I don't think so. Do you not like queers? I don't like eyes. <laughs> I hate them. I hate that I have two of them. Gosh, it would suck if you you don't have a radical opinion against homosexual people. Um, unless they're Christian Walker. <laughs> ghetto, ghetto BLM leftists are telling us that uh, bring back masculine men. Unless they're you are literally a gay black man. Maybe stop. Also, your dad is Herschel Walker and he beats women. So do something about it. Am I getting sued for slander at some point in this podcast? It's not untrue, so I don't think it's slandered. Uh, no. In print, it's libel. I love that line <laughs> in Spider-Man where he's like, this is slander. He goes, 
Hey, I resent that. In print, it's called libel. <laughs> <laughs> it's spoken in slander. Oh my god, he. Uh, what do you call J.K. Simmons? Is so awesome. Like mm. one of the, mo- he's an incredible actor too. Oh yeah, uh, he is such a diverse range and like different. Omni mediums. Man. Omni Man. He's, uh, he's Jay um, Jonah Jameson. He's what's his Cave Johnston in, in the Portal games? If you've played the Portal games before, it's really he's. I in did that. not. He played Jim Gordon in the yes. DC movies, mm-hmm. which you forget that, but he was Jim Gordon in the DC. I do, and isn't he gonna be? Is he not gonna be in this next? Yeah, they no. hired a black guy to be Jim Gordon. Oh snap! Do you know why? Why? Because Jim Gordon has red hair. Does he have red hair? Yes, he grays out, but he ha- he always has red hair in the comics. I always thought he had brown hair. Let's talk about this for a second. Barbara Gordon's a redhead, dude. Barbara Gordon, like a really iconic redhead. That's yeah, she's a redhead, but I never like daughter, son, daughter, father, genetics. What? Yeah, I know she's that. She's an iconic redhead. Her you, father. You can has be redhead. we can be a redhead without having your parents. No, be but redhead. I think like, it, that should. I guess for me, it clicked immediately because mm. she's a redhead. It made sense that her dad has always been a redhead. No. So there is this weird thing going on. In the movie, in the TV world, where redhead comic book characters are all being replaced by black men and women. What is that? Iris West is Candace Patton. Jesse L. Martin is Joe West. Zendaya is Mary Jane Watson. Then again in the Flash movie, I don't know what that actress's name is. In Justice League, they casted a, uh, there was a light-skinned woman. Ariel. In fucking... Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little Mermaid, yeah, that yeah. one. Um, what else? What else? Of what course, else? Uh, um, Invincible. They just casted Batgirl in the DCEU as a black woman instead of a redhead. Hmm. Uh, Anna Diop is Starfire, but that's debatable. Anna Jop. I think An- Anna Jop. I think that's how it's pronounced. Oh, well, she's incredible, so she's fine in that mm-hmm. role, so I don't really care. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? There's a lot. If you ever look up Ruby Rose played Batwoman, Kate Kane, and then she was replaced by a black actress who now plays... I don't think she plays Kate Kane, but Batwoman has always had a red wig, mm. and she's always had red hair, and now it's a black woman. Next, come for you, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy is black in what? Gotham, in, oh. in Batman. And yeah, they, they cast her. There's a white one and a black one. It's like Poison Ivy and Poison something. I'm not shitting you. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'm, re- I'm being for real. Did you feel? Did you, were you shocked at that? Did, did that I, think like I remember as soon as I did said that. I think you, I remember I brought this up earlier and you showed me a picture. Who else? Who else? There's so many. There's so many. If there's a prominent Jean Grey is going to be black in the next X Men, <laughs> <laughs> like why? I'm not saying don't black representation. Hell mm-hmm. yeah, black representation. It's always ever. It's always like it's the, the only black representation we we ever get is like black people replacing other well known characters. Never like. New, de- like developing the black characters that you already have, or like new. Wally West. Mm-hmm. Could have done without without that. Like we we could have had like a what's it called a Static Shock TV show, oh, like, like we did I back in the day. I would have loved that. I would have mm-hmm. loved that. I'm trying to think of more because there are so many more. Like it's weird. It's like jarring. It's like and they only ever do this. Like the, everyone's been only been doing this really for like the the discourse and like you know get people watching the show. It's never. It's not like a social justice thing. It never was. I think Daniel Panabaker is a much better casting for Iris West mm. than Candace Patton ever would have been. And she played Killer Frost. Candace Patton could have been Killer Frost. I'm not saying don't keep her on the main cast. Hell, I would really fuck with a Candace Patton is Killer Frost, but they he, he grows up with Killer Frost and Joe West. You know what I mean? Because mm. like, I love Jesse L. Martin, 
Candace Patton, in my opinion, has no chemistry with Grant Gustin, and that is the number one falling point of that show. It's the clunky dialogue. It's the unnecessary, like terrible, god-awful special effects, and it's the fact that the two leading characters that we're building a whole universe around do not have chemistry. Yeah, bro, if Doctor Who has better special effects than your show, bro, oh my you gotta, god, you're doing something wrong. There were a lot of scenes in The Flash, like early in season one, where like I remember there's one thing where this guy switches, uh, like he puts on Barry's face or whatever, mm. and he makes out with uh, Daniel Panabaker's character. He makes out with Caitlin Snow, mm. and she just goes, "Oh my god!" and like goes off because like th- she's waiting on something to finish, and they don't really address it, but. It was like the chemistry was crazy. Hmm. Like, oh wow, this is like this looks good on scene. Like it, like it looks. No, wait, hold on. I didn't mean like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that the black person and the white person you don't look good together. This, is, this is makes sense for somebody. I got no. I think, I think that their chemistry just worked. It mm. worked so so well. I haven't, I haven't watched. I the thought Flash she had more like chemistry. Well, so. actually, she didn't. I was gonna say she had more rec- chemistry with Rick Cosnett. But in general, I think Candace Patton lacks fundamental chemistry on screen with a lot of her people that she's acted alongside in this show at this point. Isaiah likes to have no controversial takes. He thinks like one day he's going to bump into <laughs> Candace Patton. He's like, no, I, I just <laughs> don't. I, you know, I, I, I didn't really analyze her acting skills that hard. I just wasn't really watching for the acting in the show because it was all kind of bad. It was really good in season one. I liked season one. The storytelling. Season two is mm-hmm. worse, but still good acting. Mm-hmm. So it was like still kind of coming off the same thing. If season mm-hmm. two didn't introduce Zoom in the way that they did, and they kept it as Reverse Flash as the overarching villain, yes, it would have done waves. They shouldn't have killed Ronnie Raymond, which they did that because um, Robbie Amell wanted to leave the show, which is why mm-hmm. they did that. But uh, yeah, it's just chemistry is so important on screen, and uh, I have other gripes to Candace Patton. Stay away from people who are married, Candace. Come on. That sounds like a bad day to me. This ain't a drama <laughs> podcast, but you are Makes a, for a queen good story. who is beautiful and kind of intelligent. I've seen her, seen her speak like a really outspoken mm-hmm. advocate for, for several different things and just like really intelligent. Don't be some NBA player's side piece when you know he is married and has kids. If you guys didn't know, Candace Patton is the mistress of basketball player J.R. Smith, which is confirmed, by the way. This isn't like, okay, okay. this isn't rumor. Isaiah mm-hmm. was like, Oh my God! Worries <laughs> about Candace Patton. What if it gets to the the Hollywood Buzz reporting? No, news I'll feed? never get my chance to set my foot in the door. No. <laughs> I'll never have a chance in this industry if I besmirch Candace Patton. You know how powerful she Candace runs Patton. this industry. She runs it. That's why she's had one fucking role for eight years now. <laughs> fucking Grant Gustin's done so much random things here and there, despite mm. having commitments because he is the main character of the show. Candace Patton's done nothing but J.R. Smith. Is the flash still going on? Yeah, they just got renewed for season. Bro, for season nine, how do you know how much Grant Gustin gets paid per episode? How much? Two hundred thousand dollars per episode. Bro. Yeah, that was what his renewal is. So five episodes into the season, he's a- he's made a million bucks. It's a twenty-two episode season. Bro. What? Grant earns it though. I yeah. think Grant. He's is the best incredible. actor on that show, probably. He and the guy that plays Joe uh, West. Jo- and Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, and Tom Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh is special. I love Tom Cavanaugh. Oh on that my show. god! You didn't even get to see where he's playing different versions of because eventually. I, did, like, I, I saw like that. I saw that four times, probably maybe three times. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because eventually it's like several. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually over time for the first time in a long time. We actually yeah. talk in this podcast until. Uh, I looked at the clock. Usually it's like, let's get it done. We're like fucking stumbling on our words. Oh, your bad days have been your best stories. <laughs> but uh, no, guys, look, 
we apologize for the breaks. I'm going to try and hurdle, like get over this hurdle of technical issues, but I'm not sure what's been causing a lot of it. So I'm going to try and get to the root of it, figure it all out. Then we're back to consistent episodes. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time to get to know me, who came from that beautiful uh, video that I made on my channel, thank you so much for being here. And, uh, you know, the mantra is what it is. My name's Hassan Kader. I'm Isaiah Kendrick. And we sincerely hope your bad days are your best stories. Mm. We'll see you guys next week.